www.saskatchewanagriculture.ca. Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Canola recorded seven straight negative trading sessions going into today. Errol Anderson is an analyst with Pro Market Communications in Calgary. He says futures prices this week have fallen by $30 a metric ton for canola. Fresh contract lows seen in the U.S. soybean futures, technical selling, and pressure coming from late crop year selling for canola all contributed to this pressure. And also China's credit rating has been downgraded by Moody's the first time in nearly 30 years, and global commodity prices have been under pressure. Technically, we believe that canola and soybeans are now becoming oversold as the weather season is uh, straight ahead. Anderson says overall demand for old crop canola is slowing, but believes cash basis levels will likely improve to encourage late crop year deliveries. As for wheat and durum, bids for both those crops are firming up. U.S. wheat recently harvested is showing lower protein levels, and this has supported Minneapolis spring wheat futures. The December Minneapolis contract has now taken aim toward about 590 per bushel. In near term, we believe that this contract may be getting a little bit overbought, but it does suggest that the red spring wheat prices could move higher into the new crop year. Durham prices have also lifted after a steady decline over the past few months. Demand for top-grade Durham, we believe, may start to pick up by fall, suggesting a price recovery may be in store. Errol Anderson is an analyst with Pro Market Communications in Calgary. Canadian officials are worried about the U.S. pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord. Some officials are worried the U.S. decision will put Canada at a competitive disadvantage. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart sees some problems with the accord. Well, I'm not always a, a fan of everything that Donald Trump says and does. Uh, Accords like the Paris Accord penalize countries with cold climates, small populations spread over vast distances, economies that produce energy, and economies that produce goods that are used or consumed around the world. And that describes the Canadian and, you know, especially the Saskatchewan economy to a T. And uh, we think a better approach, and we've said this all along, is one that encourages and relies on technology to reduce GHG emissions, like the carbon sequestration project at Boundary Dam, and like the way that we practice agriculture in Saskatchewan, which we believe to be carbon neutral. And, you know, politicians that uh, entertain signing these agreements that are bad for Canada like the Paris Accord, are being bullied by their counterparts in other parts of the world where they're not so severely affected by them, and not standing up for the best interests of Canada. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue says the Paris Accord would have a negligible impact on world temperatures, especially since other countries and major world economies were not being held to the same stringent standards as the United States. Stewart says the Accords are ineffective. That's uh, the other side of the coin. Uh, these accords, first of all, they've been violated with alarming regularity uh, through the last number of uh, rounds of them. And uh, some countries uh, who are major emitters, many countries actually, are uh, exempt from them or have lower standards expected. And, uh, uh, you know, they're ineffective for sure. And, uh, And uh, like I say, they penalize countries like Canada, and we ought not to uh, be so in such a hurry to sign on. 
That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart. A market analyst says the volatile cattle market will be a key topic at the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Convention in Moose Jaw this month. The convention runs June 12th and 13th. Ann Wasco is a market analyst with Cattle Trends. She says market prices were driven up this spring because of several factors. Well, certainly, Jim, uh, cattle markets in North America have had some big swings. First of all, down last fall and then a big rally this spring uh, into the spring of 2017. So we'll certainly have to talk about some of the drivers and this volatility that we continue to uh, have to deal with and feels like uh, it's here to stay. What were the key factors driving up the price this spring, and it's now backed off a fair amount? Yeah, it's backed off a little bit, but this is more seasonal. I think the the key drivers as we headed into uh, first quarter and and early second quarter of 2017 were the fact that cattle weights uh, in both the U.S. and Canada were off considerably from where they were a year ago, some of the lowest weights we'd seen in a long time. So even though cattle numbers were up, when you look at total tonnage, it was actually very, very little change. And so that surprised the market. Demand was good, especially export demand. U.S. exports in first quarter of 2017 were up 22%. So there's been some good things going on around the outside of the market that certainly drove this market higher than many of us thought. So what's your prediction for the summer and then, of course, the fall calf run? Well, summer, of course, we're heading into, as you mentioned uh, in your comment a second ago, uh, prices have eased off a wee bit. But again, that's seasonal as we get into summertime. Things slow down. Demand tends to slow down. We do uh, certainly see more uh, beef in the U.S. in the second half of this year. But they're going to go into that product in a lot better kind of state than they were coming into it uh, this time last year. So those are going to carry us uh, further along. We're, um, we're going to closely be watching uh, feed prices, uh, crop conditions, pasture conditions. All those will be drivers as we head closer to that fall run to make a better forecast down the road. So you make it sound like it's too early to tell what the fall prices will be. Well, they're certainly going to be better than what we were thinking uh, some time ago, but I still think typically what happens coming off of spring prices into the fall is you get a lower price trend. The the question is how much, and uh, with the good things that have been going on so far, both domestically and in export markets, uh, maybe that can be uh, subsided to some to some degree. Ann Wasco is a market analyst with Cattle Trends. She speaks at the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Annual Meeting June 12th in Moose Jaw. The pea leaf weevil has been expanding its area over the past couple of years in Saskatchewan. Scott Hartley is the Provincial Insect Control Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. He says the insect has been expanding east and north from the southwest part of Saskatchewan. The pea leaf weevil overwinters as an adult, so as soon as there's some pea growth, you have the potential of having some damage from the pea leaf weevil. So it'll be moving into new pea fields and faba bean. Those are the two key crops, both pea and faba bean are its preferred host, where it's going to be the most problematic. Last year, there was a situation where with slow growth at times that really it could have been a problem to the point that seed treatments may not be as effective enough to be able to, and you might require a foliar spray just to protect the plants. That's one exception. The plants were very small, slow growing, and heavy feeding could be damaging to that. So it's one where normally the best way is dealing with seed treatments, and then you've got control of the adult weevils as they're feeding, and you've also got control of the larvae, which are the big problem. Hartley says the insect was first seen about 10 years ago in the southwest.
We have been watching this now since probably about 2007 where we saw it just in the southwest and we've seen it expanding primarily eastward but also northward in the province. And then last year in 2016, we got reports well outside the area that we thought we had narrowed down as to its distribution. So rather than just in the southwest and moving towards Moose Jaw, we find now that it is also to the east of Moose Jaw, and it's also much further north, was identified in Fababine up near Craig Davidson. It was also noticed in plots around Saskatoon. So for whatever reason, it appears that this is well outside the area that we've been surveying in the past. So for 2017, we will expand the survey area just to determine just how big the range is. Hartley says scouting fields is important. For sure, scouting um, is a good idea to give you a handle on whether you do have it or not. It's usually going to be mostly in the field margins and moving into the field, but most of the damage we've identified is going to be close to field margins. We have an economic threshold that's been developed by Agriculture Agri-Food Canada and Lethbridge, and that is one in three plants showing damage primarily on the new clam leaf could require insecticide control. However, controlling the adult can be tricky. Um, They're going to be hiding. You may not get as good a contact on them, but the biggest thing is that even if you control them, they're quite prolific egg layers. So the bigger problem is going to be if they've laid their eggs and those turn into larvae that are going to feed on the root nodules. Again, that goes back to the best way is to deal with it with a seed treatment. But if you have to, there is the option of insecticide control with a foliar spray. Scott Hartley is the Provincial Insect Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Early trading today, Viterra prices for canola fell 30 cents at 477.80. Oats gained 12 cents at 175.59. Number one red spring wheat increased 372 at 255.57. The rest were unchanged. Durham 274.56. Feed barley 125.03. Flax 443.96. Yellow peas $340. Feed wheat 141.99. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July wheat was up seven and three quarter cents a bushel at five eighty six and a half cents a bushel. Com. The livestock report on the source six twenty CKRM. And now the latest livestock report. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Hartland on livestock here in Moose Jaw, just under six hundred cattle on off here at our Tuesday sale. This cow market may be one to three dollars higher on these real top end cows. Not a lot of yearlings around, but these light grass cattle, they continue to sell very, very strong. These good cows, the bigger the better. They're bringing from $1.08 to $1.16. Some of them market up to $1.1950 on these big grain-fed 1,700-pound-plus cows. Good bulls from $1.28 to $1.42. This yearling market is strong, as I said. The sales are every Tuesday in the moose jaw here for the summer. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,000 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 182 to 184 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 4,500 heads, selling in a range of 182 to 184 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, June 2nd. 
are SIG3 18046, SIG4 18393, SIG5 18220, Cash 18070, Britco 17631, Thunder Creek 17954, and High Life 18281. Ham's marketing cash hog price today is up 11 cents per CKG and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was steady with the daily exchange rate at 1.35. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 0.7417 cents U.S. U.S. packer operating margins are estimated at more than $30 U.S. per hog. As hog supplies are reaching its tightest time for the year, there are indications that U.S. exports are also declining. Coming up, the farm